Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Babe. 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 I'm Lara and I'm Ryan and this is Babe. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> That's the uh, Valerie Cherish. Oh, yeah, that is the Valerie. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to Babe, the podcast where... <laughs> What do we do? <laughs> Ryan and I... Hang out. Hang out. And talk. And talk. And troll each other and lol. And check in on each other's babe levels. <laughs> What? <laughs> no, I just love it. Uh, so now we're getting serious about podcasting. And before- oh, yeah. We're, this is a re-record. I mean, the, yeah. the readers need to know. The we readers re- need to we know. We recorded something on Friday, which, by the way, I think they would have been fine with. But Laura but, was like, no. Uh, you also were like, I think we should re-record. And I was like, thank you for seeing that that was not us giving our best. I mean, it was. It I wasn't. actually really liked it. I liked it, but it was dark. I mean, whatever. I no, know. it wasn't. It was like, it just wasn't right. Sometimes you have to do it a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Right, this is rich coming from you. Finding a way to just irritate me right off the bat. I give, I give, I give. I'm like, Ryan, what should we talk about? And then he just stared into the distance today and like picked food out of his teeth. It's hard to be inspired sometimes. You seem to be inspired a lot, so I'm unclear on that. I always get it up. But I'm, but so I'm also sick. You're sick. Sick of it all. And you I still just, got trashed last night. I know. Oh, well, I need like secrets. I need a little bit of help <laughs> from my co-host. I'm helping. And he just really Laura does not up like last night. I didn't turn up like crazy. No, I had wine. It turned up. That was Jonathan. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all drank a lot of wine last night. We do. I mean, we went over to friend Greta and Kyle's, which always ends up being kind of a boozy affair, but it's spread out amongst like four or five it's like a long it's a long journey yeah it was a long journey of like wine and pizza and like a lot when we go we eat a lot honey hog the fuck out yeah we we honey hog close the blinds we reached peak honey hog last night yeah and so it doesn't feel like you don't really understand how drunk you are until you like stand up and you like go to leave you're like ooh. but i wasn't that drunk to be honest yeah i I felt like medium drunk and then i was like kind of stoned and then i was felt like i was in a good place by the end of the night the night before i had gone to whack bar the neighborhood gay bar and i had closed it down oh yeah you had a night out on the town what did you do there (laughs) did you dance uh No, I talked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I talked to (laughs) friends. 
Uh, I talked to Price Peterson, one of the a dear babe reader. Oh yeah, love the you, sweet Price. Reader, the, the Price is always right. The Price okay. is always right. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's heard that forty thousand times. Maybe not. Who knows? Um, I talked to a friend of Kyle's, uh, another friend of mine, for a while, and then I don't know. It's weird. Like when I go to Akbar, it never ceases to amaze me how many people I know there and how. You just kind of like seamlessly fall into conversations with like random mo's. Yeah. And it's just sort of like, and then they're like fun, good conversations. And mm-hmm. you just kind of like flit away and go about your life and blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a good community. It is. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it trolls because you're like, it truly is whack-a-mo. Like it's literally every gay person you've met um, coming to take your soul. Yeah. Um, slash just talk to you. Well, it's just like every gay person on the east side goes there. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's but a I lot. It's interesting, and I love that for you, uh, and I love that for uh, everyone that goes there, and I love that I choose to stay away. That's so silly that you do that. That's like your target demo. You just turn your back on your fans. No, it's like... You a, turn your back on your fans. I'm doing an Olsen thing, which is if I withhold and an am elusive, then oh. they want me more. Well, okay. And I don't... I also just... It's like Akbar is a whole thing for me. You don't like going. I don't love it. Okay. It's not my place of choice we had actually very different journeys on friday night yeah you just like went to prime pizza and no i didn't go to prime pizza do you ever listen to anything i say or do you just live in your own world of ryan o'connell's rules what do you think (laughs) i went to a dark star orchestra show which was a grateful dead cover band oh right okay yeah and that is like actually like the great the fans of the grateful dead are babes really well, yeah. yeah i imagine it's kind of babe music it's it's definitely babe music it's it's like it's a lot of like older it's primarily men it's like straight men but they're all you don't say they're all very old <laughs> you don't say <laughs> they're pretty old they're like in their 50s or 60s with like kind of overweight long hair but i then, don't believe you <laughs> and then <laughs> some of them are like dad looking and then some of them are like hot older guys really yeah but a lot of them are like trolls and Cohen is a grateful dead fan yeah he's like hair. kind of a unicorn in a way because i don't feel like i see a lot of gay men at grateful dead concerts. i think andy cohen has just enough maternalized homophobia to be a grateful dead fan <laughs> just enough but that's not it's not a homophobic environment no i know i know i know i'm just being a bitch okay well i don't appreciate it <laughs> don't talk about my people that way talk about andy. that shows my akbar fair enough and so it's just funny because it's like it's a lot of like trolly looking guys but they're also really nice for Did the most get part. stoned uh, yeah, I got stoned. I brought my vape pen and then was vaping it up. <laughs> I got stoned and was weirdly, I was drinking like tall boys of beer, Ew, which was really out of character. Gross. God, you were babing out. No, I was just like, I was like babe neutral. Okay. <laughs> I was pretty neutral. Neutra babe. Neutra babe. And so ugh, there was this moment though, they played, so Dark Star Orchestra, typically their whole shtick is that they will cover an entire show that the uh-huh. Grateful Dead has done, like uh, song for song. Mm-hmm. But this time they just went rogue and cho- chose their own songs they wanted to play, like didn't cover a show. Oh. So people were really like wild and out over that. Wow. But I was standing behind this like beautiful young couple and it was, uh, they played, um, they played Terrapin or no, they played like a slow song and this couple 
it was like this hot guy who kind of looked like Anwar Hadid and his girlfriend who was like casual in a hoodie. And they were just like making out and like cuddling each other. And I truly just stood. Did you feel sad? No, I felt happy. Oh, good. I felt like (laughs) I just stood behind them and like sucked up the energy of their love. I was like. And then you wedged your head in. I thought about like trying to touch them. And I was like, I'm not going to ruin their moment. But I will stand behind them a little too close and stare at them for the entirety of the song. And it was really beautiful. And I was just like, Oh my God, love is real. Like it's all around us. I can just like, see you truly popping up your head behind them. No, right? I was right behind. Them. Yeah. Like I can if, see that. And I could feel, I can visualize that. I could feel the energy, which further, like I was like, hey? I'm psychic and also an energy like healer in some ways. I was like, feeling their love energy like infiltrate my body and had like a truly like a true moment with them that they are not aware of but i was very aware of Mm -hmm. and then people might call that a psychotic episode (laughs) but (laughs) but i call it being stoned at a grateful dead cover band show (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then my friends that i went to the concert with and i we all like decided to like get it really close to the stage and try and ride the rail for like the rest of the show Mm -hmm. and we got close and Lo and behold, like a mirage in the desert, a group of four smoking hot modely like bros just like appeared. I've never seen like such hot men at a Grateful Dead show. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trust it. No, I was like, what? I wouldn't trust it. I was staring at them. And I just like did not not understand. It was I'd like call the police if I were you. It was like one looked like a <laughs> Tom of Finland gay. Oh wow! With but he a was mustache, he, was he wasn't mu- gay. He was straw. Yeah, they were all straight. One looked like How Timothy do you know Chalamet, babe. They're fucking straight. I don't know, babe. Honey, it was not. It's a bunch- weird that you like live in a world where like literally you can identify it's so straight because honestly, you never know. Babe, they were straight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They were. Okay. <laughs> One looked like Timothy Shell. You're literally like, like you're in your psychotic episode haunting this couple. I did haunt them. And then I looked at the straight guys and I just stared at them because it was, and it was like, it was so weird the way they like form, like their formation because mm-hmm. it was the Tom of Finland one. Then there was one that looked like Timothy Chalamet and they were guarding the alpha male who was like this like blonde, like all American looking boy. They were all at least they were all six foot two or higher or t- taller. And then there was like kind of a straggler who was like a cutie, but you could tell he's like not as hot as the others. And he like is like probably the funny one or like whatever. I love how like hot straight guys who you think never think about looks like, like too gay. Like they all travel in like hot packs. They traveled in a hot pack, like, but they know that they know that they're aware of like they their are aware. level and like they hang out with other hot straight guys no homo, but it's real. Yeah. So they know what they're they know what they're giving out. They know what they're giving out. And so I had like had my eye on them and then my friend Christine was like, You should go up and dance with them. But then I got to uh, I was like, No, I can't like I need to like enjoy not? babe, no, I don't have your little harem. Honey, cuties. I don't like to be pushed into situations. So Oh my God. Don't. And so <laughs> I <laughs> Waited till the end of the show and then had like an interaction with kind of the straggler one. I literally say like, you should talk to a boy and you're like, <sighs> no, I like, hate when people tell say, me you should talk to a boy. I'm like saying that and you're like freaking out. No, I will actually like cut someone when they tell me to That's do that. Strange. 
it's a it's That's kind a of a weird thing. babe thing and i'm working on yeah. unpacking it and i'm trying thing. to get it, but i don't like being pressured but that's just me saying like on a podcast like Oh, like you should have talked to that guy. No, and you freak out. No, I'm about to flip out. I have like crazy eyes right I know, now. I know, but that's that's strange, and you should unpack. Guess that. what? I understand that it's strange, <laughs> and it's my journey at the current moment, and I am aware. Okay, so at okay. least there's that. That's good. At least I'm not like, no, it's not strange. <laughs> Why would you call it strange? Fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah, that's I good. Start a fight. I get it. It's yeah, strange. Yeah. Okay, Moving but I don't on. like to be pushed. Let's right. move on. So, at the end of the show. <laughs> Push us into a new conversation. The- <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. Stop. Okay. Babe. 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 The straggler talked to me. And then I was like, maybe if I bond with him, it will. Oh, he me. did talk to you. He did. But then I was like, I don't want the straggler. I want no. the alpha male, yeah. like blondie, the yeah, one that don't... had to be protected by Timothy and the Tom of Finland. You don't want the one with the personality. No. And <laughs> I was like, Having just like visions of what, like I would ideally like Again to. Again with the visions. <laughs> ideally, I would just visions, like to haunting. talk all of them uh-huh. into like a group sex scenario where they like they kind fuck. of suck each other's dicks and fuck right. each other. And then I'm there and like, we're all just like free love. And then I'm like, bye. And they're like, you opened up our world. And I'm like, I know. See you at the next concert. <laughs> and then like leave and we text and it's like, lol, we're on a group chain. Oh, that's great. But the, and so the straggler reached out and I was like, maybe Grateful this is me. Like, me yeah, great. will give me head. And I was like, maybe this is my opportunity to like get into the group. And he's like, you like this show? Well, we had like a little bit of small talk. Oh. And then I thought that they all had gone away, but they were waiting for an Uber. So me and my group walked over to them and I was like, Hey, what's up? And they and then the straggler was kind of weird to me. Oh, weird! I was like, "Where are you guys off to?" And he's like, "Santa Monica." And then I was just Ew. like, "Santa Monica!" Like I couldn't Saint be flirty. Monica. I was like, "Santa Monica!" And then he got defensive and was like, "Yeah, where are you going?" And I was like, "I'm going like a mile that way and getting pizza." <laughs> and then he was like, Ugh. "And then I gave him my phone number." What? <laughs> Wait, this is a twist. I did not see the conversation turning this way. But I gave him my phone number. Wait, why? I, like, I don't know. I just like, felt wait, like How did it even happen, though? Like, how did that even happen? I just you... said, do you want my phone? What? <laughs> Are you fucking... You didn't tell me this. I well, babe, because it was just like a that is weird. It was weird, like literally unprompted. Like you guys are not in a good place in your relationship, and so you just offer up your phone number. That's, yeah, okay. I mean, actually, I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, I why can't not? vocalize that I'm here for it because someone. No, might I get know triggered, you're here. Stop. But someone. <laughs> I'm totally neutral, babe, on this. Well, I gave him my phone number. I don't think he saved it into his phone. And then the Timothy Chalamet bro was like, yeah, that's my boy. And I was like, ew. I go, ew, stop. And then I was over it. And then I was like, of course, these like straight guys. I think they were also like 21 years old, which I'm not opposed to. I no. thought maybe I need like a hot you younger. You want to have fun? You want to have fun? What's the issue? What's the issue? What's the issue? What's the issue? You want to have fun? What's the issue? <laughs> What's going on? What's the issue? <laughs> So anyways, that was that. <laughs> Why are we going round and round? Why, no. why are we going round and round? <laughs> what are we going round and round about? What's the issue? <laughs> okay, so that brings us to... Well, no. Ha- Wait, not, no, no. Not yet? No. Why? I want to talk about it now. No. It's fresh in my mind. Okay, fine. So I want to talk about Real Housewives. I don't know how many of the readers like watch real housewives but i assume kind of a lot i think a lot yeah if you like babes i mean you've come to the right place yeah it's like babe central over there um i well i got i kyle richards tweeted at me because i tweeted oh yeah i tweeted initially i said you cyber bullied her of course i did 
I said, I want Kyle Richards to love herself enough to stop engaging in this Machiavellian friendship with Lisa Vanderpump. Also, if she has time, she should stop wearing bell sleeves. <laughs> and- <laughs> Which is a good burn. It is a burn. It is. It's a. Because she needed a bell sleeve intervention. Uh, yeah, people need to stop ringing that bell. Yeah. Like, seriously, no. Um, so she actually tweeted at me saying, um, when was I wearing bell sleeves? Uh, when are you not wearing well, bell sleeves? Well, she wasn't. She wasn't. Oh, and I in said, that episode. And I said, well, you weren't that night, but only because New York banned them in 2008. And she, because they were in New York Mm -hmm. and no response. But it's, but I got deluded, like deluged, a deluge. Deluge. Yeah, there was a deluge. a deluge of like comments, and I mean, let's just be honest. Like, people did people are take Kyle's back? Yeah, and it's like, and like people were. What like, are her fans called? It's really, babe. There were literally like there were women being like, Kyle could wear a potato sack and rock it. She has the best style out of anyone I know. <laughs> and I was like, Are you unwell? And I literally like clicked on her photo, and she looked like a melted crayon. I love like, that. What else did they say? She looked like a like literally like she worked at like you know, like world market cost plus whatever like honey what <laughs> am i being bitchy you're being really bitchy I'm sorry honey why are we going you better watch around? yourself why are we going well what's the round? issue what's the issue why are we going round and round okay. what are we going round and round about <laughs> so listen so anyway it was a lot of people defending kyle's style that's which i thought was that's a incredible beat. incredible kyle dresses truly insane her style is her style is bad her style is really categorically bad. Really bad. She just sees curtains and then she rips them off herself and then puts them all over her body. Yeah, like it's not good. Um, but I really did. I believed what I, I believed in what I tweeted, and I really do think she should stop engaging in her Machiavellian friendship with Lisa Vanderpump because it's dark as fuck. And I actually, I feel really bad for Kyle. I root for Kyle. I think Lisa Vanderpump is like lightly dead inside, and she really does use her friendships only for like power. Um, whereas I think Kyle is actually incredibly sensitive, but I think she grew up in a very abusive family environment. So she's sort of like Stockholm syndrome with like people like Lisa. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wish, I honestly meant what I said. I wish that Kyle would like, like love herself enough, like Sasha go to therapy and realize that like friendships, like the one she has with Lisa Vanderpump don't serve her because they're not genuine. Yeah. They're all for power plays and like Kyle and the whole situation of going to New York was truly insane. Basically, um kyle came to lisa's defense because dorit was like saying some things that uh, that lisa had said to her in confidence and so kyle was like yeah you know what i'm going to come to lisa's defense that will get me some brownie points with her and so kyle did that and lisa stayed completely silent during the whole thing so kyle's defending her completely on her own and she's sort of thinking like what the fuck bitch like i'm coming to your defense like help me out Mm -hmm. not only did Lisa not help Kyle out, but when it came time for everyone to go, Dorit was obviously melting down because she was getting attacked, and um, she's like, I'm going home, and uh, Lisa was like, oh, I'll go with you. Uh, so not only is it a slap in the face for Kyle to not, you know, get backed up by Lisa, but Lisa actually abandons Kyle to be with Dorit, who was the one talking shit on, on, uh, on Lisa. Basically, it's just really insane, and it's a very toxic friendship and i really hope that kyle gets the help she needs you know what lisa so the when we say like what's the issue we're referring to that like oh, lisa renna moment yeah, where she lisa like got drunk. drunkenly oh, inserts way, herself into the- about how i think lisa is a faux babe she's a wannabe babe 
which is actually a rare breed of babe. Yeah, that, I mean, she it's wants still to like be a babe. a babe. She's not really a babe. She wants to be a babe. Like her whole Instagram presence are, are these like funny memes of her taking pills or drinking too much wine. When the reality is, she probably gets drunk twice a year and only takes multivitamins. Yeah. Like she wants to have this image of her as being like this like fun loving kind of boozy girl, and she's not. But then the fact that she perpetuates that and then tries to be that is, is a babe. Is a babe. So she yeah, yeah, she is, is getting. She In is a roundabout a babe way, after all. she is a babe yeah. after all, but it takes a few circles to get there. But I think we have Lisa, to go round and wound. Lisa Vanderpump there. did like a really thing that I truly hate, which is like she put her hand on Lisa Rinna's face and like pushed it away. And I oh, just I think that it's so, so disrespectful, disrespectful touch to me. touch people's faces. Yeah, like to no, like push so, their faces. Yes. And like cover them up. That's like an aggressive. It's degrading. That's a degrading, abusive, aggressive move. Yeah. I demand Lisa, an Lisa's apology. not the one. Lisa is not the one. I mean, she's funny. She's a dry bitch. Like, but she's like extremely cold. And I don't, I'm not here for that. And I actually think Kyle has a big heart. And I just wish that, you know. I she, love that she for you. Herself. So, um, I don't know what that had to do with anything. It didn't. Okay. <laughs> it didn't have but to no, do but, literally but with I think anything. It's important but you to, needed to talk, to about, talk it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, you needed to live your truth. And also, to all the women who added me defending Kyle's style, saying that she could rock a potato sack, um, no. you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and you're the babe. That yes. You're the babiest of them all. Incorrect. <laughs> Incorrect. Moving Incorrect. on. Incorrect. Moving on. <laughs> Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about my skin. I thought you'd never oh ask. Oh my god! So my back knees flaring up again. <laughs> so Ryan tried to talk. <laughs> I've about... I've had a really fucked up week with my skin. I've been at my germ constantly. So Ryan really wanted to talk about his back knee, which is something he's tried to do <laughs> which, on previous episodes, and, and I've it, cut it out because which I, I didn't because... know about because I don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, well, babe, <laughs> this is my clarion call to you to get more involved. She literally was like, "I cut it out every time you mention it," and I'm like, "Yeah, because it grosses me out. I it don't really, really want to talk. I don't I really." want to talk about your I know, back knee. but I want to bring awareness to it. Because Maybe it's, it's because I also have back knee and I'm also like... Oh, well, then that's your own shit. I know, but I don't want any back knee conversation. But I guess it's fucking happening now. Baby got back knee. Okay. Anyways, I guess go ahead. So, I've had a really traumatic week with skin. So, I got a massage, not at my usual place because my usual guy was busy. And my muscles were really tight because, like, CP, duh. And I like in a moment of weakness went to a place that was not chic and I've gone there before and it's actually not that bad, but I went and I got a massage and the guy was like too rough with me. Like on like the front of my legs, he was like really pounding them kind of. And I'm like, that's just bone, honey. You can't really massage. Like, I mean, that's not like a deep tissue massage hotspot. Let's put it that way. Um, and then I was like living, laughing and loving that night out with friends. And I like noticed that my legs were kind of like burning almost like a sunburn. And I like undressed and I saw that there was just like red bumps all over my leg and it turned out it was a hair follicle infection. Basically like what happened is he probably like ripped some hair off and then like with the lotion or whatever, something got infected. I don't know. It's disgusting. It's not that bad. Oh, it's fine now. I mean, I went to the urgent care and they like injected me with steroids and antibiotics and then I got them filled and I didn't use them because I was like, I don't want to hurt my body in this way. And it went away. I just feel like I understand being aggressive, but I don't, my body is my temple. Okay. So that's and, the story. And yeah, but then, okay, so then, then I got blue light therapy treatment on my back because my back knee just is like not, it's popping up again. It's really annoying because I got rid of it a year ago and now it's fucking back like for a farewell tour. I don't fucking know. So, uh, I got blue light therapy done 
and it like burned and hurt. And so I'm just dealing with that. <laughs> okay, fine. Maybe there really isn't a lot to talk about, but I just want people to know like what I've been through and what my skin goes through okay. and how my skin's journey truly never ends. And I'm so jealous of people like Jonathan who have like literally the most beautiful, precious skin and don't do a goddamn thing. Meanwhile, I do everything I can and everything just seems to get worse. But babe, I've also told you that maybe you should oh God, go stop. on an elimination stop. diet. Stop. What? You don't like you like the drama of like having something to deal with more than you like trying to come up with a real solution. That is not true. You think I want back me? That's hurtful. No, I think that you just won't do certain things that might well, help I don't want to eliminate because I feel like you go to those places and they lie to you. Like it's like What? You go to those places and eliminate you don't go anywhere to have an elimination no, diet. But I would go to an allergist and they would tell me what I'm allergic to. Essentially, you could do that, but you could also do like a, no, an elimination. Go an allergist. I go to an allergist. Okay, well, why don't you try that? Since it seems that all the other stuff that you do doesn't Maybe work. Maybe I am allergic to something. I've been telling you that. I think that you're allergic to alcohol. But no, but I've got given up alcohol, and it has not changed my back pain. Mm, you have to give it up for longer than two weeks to see a difference. You know that How that's long? true. Probably like three months to you really just want see. me to be allergic to alcohol. No, I don't, Ryan. You want that? You've to told me things about you and alcohol that I was like, "This is not normal." Like how it you said it. Sometimes. Every time you drink, it burns when you pee. No, it does not. That's a lie. That is not a lie. You told me that it doesn't happen every time. Just sometimes. I know someone's like calling 911. You're truly like Dean and delusional about the skin thing, which is why I cut it out because it's like it's one of those things that's in our friendship that we talk about offline. But and no one else needs to be subjected to it. Yeah. And that also okay. is like, but it's also like a thing where also it's like. Also in the, in the deleted episode that you'll never see, Laura talks about gaining 10 pounds for a good solid 45 minutes <laughs> Well, before, I before realizing that maybe she shouldn't talk well, about Well, I also talk because I was like. I gained, I did gain a little weight. Thank okay, you for bringing it up. Now we go round and round. <laughs> Why are we going round and round? <laughs> I did gain a little weight. And I like, I know because I just like couldn't put my pants on and like couldn't button them up. And I was like, ooh, well, things have gotten out of control. Yeah. So it seems. And normally I think in like a pre-medication world, this would really like bring me down a lot or it would be a reason to like mm -hmm. really beat myself up for the fact that it's like oh my god i'm so fat like blah 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 which is my own thing because i'm not like i'm not, not fat. fat and like the reality is the only person that notices this weight gain is me yeah and then we were talking about it and ryan was like really not understanding and like really like aggressive towards me about it if i'll be i mean totally honest <laughs> and then but i realized sad you missed it I realize that the reason he's like that and like I'm like that towards him when he oh, complains yeah. about gaining so like five pounds, it like it infuriates me. And like then I just realize it's like the only people that no care about this, about no one wants to hear about that. I mean, obviously, if you're having like a lot of problems and you're gaining like a shit a ton of, of weight, weight and like thing and it's like things are not going well, then like definitely reach out to someone. But like your own body like insecurities, you're like yellowing or whatever. Like it's not, it's not anything to beat yourself up about. And even if you did gain a bunch of weight, like your whatever number is like on the scale is not indicative of who you are as that's a person. True. And that's like what I was really trying to get at is being like with this, like in with this moment where my pants aren't fitting, it does not mean that I'm like an, disgusting horrible human being that like doesn't deserve love it just means that like i 
a lot of I pizza. love that your brain like literally immediately like parks the car and lives there. Well, babe, that's like it's like literally like that's like the first stop. Well, yeah, that's a train. real thing for me. Oh, I know that's I a real it. thing for like any sort it. of like fuck up, and especially like because I was relating it also back to like my struggles with like money and financial stuff. And that's been like a real journey in the last year of being like my, the number that's in my bank account does not reflect like my life and who I am as a person. And so, and also it's like, how do I be like more kind to myself? And like, how do I not just like beat the fuck out of myself for these things that are largely insignificant? Yeah. You don't want a million dollar baby yourself. Yeah. Because it's like, but it's hard, especially like, Cause it's like I, my whole like persona most of the time is like live, laugh, love, l- like lol about everything. But the reality is that I'm like the hardest person on myself, like yeah. more than anyone. And it's like often in the past have used like these little fuck ups as being like, it's just like in my head gets like really dramatic and it's mm-hmm. like, you fucked up everything. Like you're such a oh, failure, like blah, buddy. blah, blah. Oh my God. So it's indicative of like a larger it's not about the 10 pounds. It's yeah. about like how I process it and like let myself live. Well, at least you're checking it and then yeah. knowing not to go down that road. That's all you can really do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. please stick to the rivers and lakes that you used to. Yeah. And Actually, it's such don't. a vicious. Stick to the rivers and lakes that you used to. Find a new route. Yeah. Find a new route. Do not go to the Get river in a river. kayak and like kayak and get the away. fuck out of get there. Get the fuck out of the river. Go to different waterfalls, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Chase other waterfalls. I know, but I had this like realization recently in therapy, which was like, it's such a vicious cycle of like self-loathing. Cause like if a little thing like this happens, like the 10 pounds or whatever, right. then I'm like, well, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, nothing matters. Like, I guess I'm just going to, like, eat whatever I want and I'll stop working out because it doesn't even matter anyways. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm such a failure. I don't even I don't even deserve to, like, try and deal with this. Like, I deserve to oh. just be, like, a fat oh idiot. Oh, my God, honey. And, like, but that's, like, real. And so, I know. I just didn't know it was, like, that severe. Yeah. And then so I go into this, like, really negative place and then self-sabotage to, like, further punish myself. Mm-hmm. Then, it, then it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where it's, like, 10 pounds will turn into 20 pounds or 10 pounds and will just turn into no exercise, which is, like, no serotonin, which makes me feel right. more sad. And it's, like, a way to just punish myself cycle yeah and so i've done that also with like especially with like writing debt like personal writing deadlines or like any Mm -hmm. sort of like personal thing outside of like podcast stuff where it's like i'll like not meet a deadline that i set for myself and then go through this whole like oh you're so stupid and like failure and then i just will abandon something and then it'll be like months go by and i'm like god you're such an idiot and so Mm -hmm. it's like I'm really trying to be aware of that and change that. So it's like, it's like, okay, well, your jeans don't fit. It's fine. Like whatever. And Mm -hmm. like, just go like on a run or like, don't go like, just don't assign so much weight to it. Like it's not an indicator of who you are. So much weight. Yeah. You would say maybe describe 10 pounds. Maybe. (laughs) So I had this like kind of breakthrough in therapy. Good. Yeah. But then I'm no longer seeing my therapist. Yeah, because she gave you some bad advice. She gave me really bad advice. And I thought I was going to like give her like five sessions to see mm-hmm. how I liked it. But then she gave me this terrible advice and I was like, I can't. Yeah, she told you to do one thing a day. Yeah, I was talking to her about it's like... not enough. I was like telling <laughs> really her about enough. sometimes I get overwhelmed and like my anxiety is and like blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, well, for the next like two weeks until we see each other again, I just want you to resolve that you're going to do one thing every day. 
just mm. one. Like, don't go, don't use your to-do list. And I was like, wait, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Like, I have a to-do, like, coming up and, like, I, re- I like, recently got into to-do lists, which really make life a lot easier for me. And so I keep, like, a running to-do list of, like, just breaking things down to, like, the simplest, like just simple steps and it has allowed me to be like far more productive and like organized. And she's like telling me to abandon this tool that I learned that's like improved my life and then do one thing a day. I was like, babe, the one thing a day that I do is like get out of bed is like a one thing. That's not enough. I would say you definitely need to do more than one thing a day. Yeah. And if you like don't, make if, myself if you only did one breakfast. thing a day, like it would washing be very my sad. face is like one thing a day. Yeah. Taking a shot, like going outside, like internet, like no, I need to do like twenty things a day. My therapist gave me kind of similar advice, but in a roundabout way. Like I'm going back to I went back to therapy too. My first session was last week, and uh, I wrapped Will and Grace um, three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago, and I haven't really been working that much because I've just been kind of traveling and and just kind of kind of going back into the world a little bit because I've been working for the last year and I've been feeling kind of guilty about that because I'm such an insane workaholic and Mm -hmm. I like having 20 things going on. You love to work. I love to work. That's productivity truly is my drug. And I was actually really enjoying kind of taking it easy for a couple of weeks. And I, but I also felt really guilty about that and really scared. I feel like, I feel like I have these feelings of like, if I, stop the train from moving like i'll never be able to get back on or something mm-hmm. like that it's like it needs to move at all times like yeah just and then it's like oh i don't want to be left behind well or, you're also like a fighter you yeah. know what i mean like you've yeah. like fought hard and worked so hard for everything you have that yeah. it's like and you've always been like you've like self-conditioned to do that yeah so it's like i feel i mean i like to have fun obviously like I, <laughs> i'm a work hard player what <laughs> What she like? No, you do like. To I have like fun. to have fun. I like to have fun. I'm not just like sitting home on a Saturday night like crunching. No, you work like, hard and play. hard. I work hard. I play hard. So it's like you have me. a good balance. I do. The two. I do for sure because I do like to relax and I do like to go on vacation and do all that stuff. Obviously, as the, as the readers know, but <laughs> it, it needs to be balanced with some work. Now, I have been working. I've been lucky to be working nonstop for the last almost two years now, but. Um, right now I'm kind of in a place where my future is a little bit more TBD. So the pressure is on me to generate more material, to come up with new ideas. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a little scarier place to be, Mm -hmm. uh, for me. Um, but I, but my therapist is like, just enjoy, cause I was like, I feel really weird. I'm just like, my days are weirdly busy, but I don't know how or with what, but like, <laughs> but like, they're just kind of, I'm having fun. Again. I don't know. I feel like I'm just having fun and like enjoying life and kind of like reemerging from this K hole of being in a lot of writer's rooms or writing, you know, whatever, having writers writing assignments. So it feels good. And my therapist was just like, you just need to like honor that and like actually be okay with like not doing that much right now. Yeah, and that's good advice. That's yeah. not well, bad Well, that being advice. said, I just started a new... Th- I'm fine. Now I'm back yeah, to work. No, now I'm back to work again, and I'm feeling good. Um, <laughs> but, you know... And no, it's it's all good. But yeah, and, and I need to stop having this irrational fear of, like, if I stop working for three weeks, that my career will 
somehow insanely backslide. Um, it's hard. Being a writer is really difficult. Being a TV writer is really difficult. It's not the funnest existence. I mean, no. It's but it's like well, the only thing I can do and the only thing I want to do. But the amount of stress and pressure you have to com- come up with new ideas, to be pitching, da da da. Um, it's, it's draining. I mean, and, and you don't always feel creative. That's the thing too. Like when Will and Grace wrapped, I was like, well, I, you know, was on this show. I wrote all the scripts for special when, when on the weekends. And then before that I wrote a movie. And then before that I was in a room, like I just did not stop. And so I felt very, um, I just felt like I didn't have anything. I felt kind of just like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I want to say. I don't know. I don't know. So um, it's fine. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just a little stressful. But no, but it's all good now. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Anyway. Whatever. Anyways. Sorry. No, sorry, don't sorry. apologize. Sorry. <laughs> I love that you're like, it's just been so hard, like being on a network show, like making like lots of money. Like, what do I want to say? It's like, no, no, that's not no, what and it's I know about. That, that's, that's not, not what, what it's about. about. But it's, it's sort of, also just like, lol. no, but it's scary because it's like, also now I don't have a job. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's a little bit like, uh, but I have faith in you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I wonder if this means I'll start getting jobs because you're shut up. You job. always say that. It's so weird. Well, no, I mean that was like the last time. Yeah, that's that why happened. you haven't been working, Laura. <laughs> that's the reason you really cracked the code there. <laughs> it's really the reason why you haven't worked in two years. It's because I've had a job. Yeah, and now that you're jobless, yeah. it's my time. Now it's your turn. Exactly. Exactly. Um, let's talk about. The babe of the decade, Fergie. Oh. We just need to touch on it yeah, briefly because it, it feels it's so, old. It feels to say in Fergie Perlance, it feels 2008 to even bring it up. Yeah, it is 2008 because it happened literally a week ago. But like, we just need to have a moment and be yeah. like, excuse babe. me. Yeah. Babe. It's a babe dot dot dot. Yeah. That was like. It was horrific. I could not stop watching it. Yeah. It's a train wreck in slow motion. I need to know like who came up with the idea to do I just don't understand who decided that Fergie was the best person to do like a jazzy, sexy version of the national anthem. Like, I feel. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Like, there are certain singers that could do that version and really kill it. But and I'm, Fergie is not the but one. But I'm glad that you did it because I truly believe that that's an angel anthem we deserve right now. Did you like, see that tweet? No. Oh, someone had like literally tweeted that. Are you serious? Who? <laughs> I've been so scooped. Someone had tweeted that. Oh, well, there you go. But it's true. Like, my brilliant <laughs> my brilliant brain. Her version of the national anthem, like it has implications that are far reaching like far beyond like what just like oh my god what a drunk mess of a person lol it's like no this is like where we are at we're we're the fergie national anthem we We are are. all collectively america is the fergie national anthem and we need to wake up wake up wake up wake wake up. up like it is 
this is like dire straits. I was like, this like is like a meaningful, this is like a bad omen. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Totally. Yeah. So anyways, that was like crazy. Let's talk about <laughs> Sex in the City 3 because there was an update. What is it? That felt very babe to me. Okay. Sure. Um, The guy who plays Smith Jared. Oh, I fucking read this. Yeah. He like went Lol. on some show and then was asked about Sex in the City 3. And he said, listen, I would have to say that. Sarah was always just so lovely and a consummate professional. And I think people should remember their graciousness and the things that have been given to them. And I'm going to stop there because I have nothing good to say. Meanwhile, he goes off stage and Sarah Jessica Parker writes him a check for $40,000. And it's like, thank you so much. <laughs> but I'm also like, lol, as if you matter in the crazy. whole scheme of things. Like, They're whatever your crazy. name is, Smith Jared, actor, like, no one cares about you. You probably weren't even in the Sex and the City 3 movie to begin with. So, like, him. stand down. I, I truly him. don't care about he was bad. He was a really bad actor. He's a terrible but he actor. Kind of a stupid guy, so it worked in his favor. Like he was a bad actor, but he was supposed to be like kind of a stilted person. Yeah, and it was like fine, but I'm also like in the grand scheme of things, you're like a nobody, and truly no one cares about your opinion. But to me, to me, the Kim versus Sarah thing, they both look crazy. No, oh, no, they, they both, both are babes. Look, they both look like total babes. Yeah, like to me, honestly, I don't, I don't. The pendulum does not swing one way or the other for me. It just is what it is. Yeah. It's then there was that like Daily Mirror article that said that they were going to kill Kim Cattrall's character. They were going to kill Samantha and replace her with Sharon Stone or Kim Basinger. Yeah. And you sent that to me in a group text and I said, please take me off this group text. Yeah. Ryan's been like so text. prickly this week. I don't like group text. I don't. Anyways. I get anxiety. Just let people reach out to you. Let's talk about Oh, you wanted to talk about what I want to talk about, Brendan Fraser, which oh, really yeah. freaks me out. Yeah, so I read. Why this do you want to do? No, because I read this amazing profile about him in GQ that was actually truly incredible. Did you read the, the profile? No, I haven't read it. Oh, I need you should read it. Basically, like, it's just I feel like now we are beginning to see more and more of how Hollywood disposes of its actors and how abused they are in a weird way, and just kind of turned out. Um, and with Brendan Fraser, he was, you know, the superstar. He was in the Mummy movies. And then he kind of disappeared and kind of explained in the article that he, his body was wrecked from doing those movies because he had to do a lot of stunts. And mm-hmm. so he had like, to have like seven surgeries. And um, he also got uh, sexually, um, I guess, ass- groped, assaulted, assaulted by, by this like really powerful man in Hollywood. Um, and that really traumatized him too. And, I don't know. It's like it, the it, the business, you know, it chews you up and it spits you out. <laughs> and no, it's true. And I feel like I feel like people have always looked at actors as living this really glamorous life and being really well treated. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of that's true. But then you also realize that, like, even on sets, like they're not entirely safe. You have Uma's crash from Kill Bill. You have Rose McGowan on Death Proof, like hurting herself. Like, I just feel like, and they are like they are when they're when they're hot and they're having their moment they're just they work themselves to death because they're like oh god this might never happen again but they end up really doing damage to themselves physically and emotionally in the long run so to hear brendan fraser kind of speak out about that was i don't know it was like really sad the whole thing was like really sad well his whole i mean he's working again so it has kind of a nice ending because he's like working on a lot of things now oh is he like in a show or something he's on trust on fx and he's doing like a lot of other stuff so he's like back in the game but um, I don't know. It just 
you just you would never really understood that we never saw those behind the scenes well no we just saw his evolution from like hot to not yeah but honey it's more complicated than that well i'm glad that it's more complicated than that because i was like truly traumatized by brendan fraser being like sexy and then sexy by the way I thought he always looked. He was hot in Encino Man. Yeah, but that's basically. He was like sexy. Do you know that's the first time I actually ever used the word sexy? It was after I saw Encino Man. How old were you? I was probably like seven or eight years old, and I'd had two girls over to spend the night, and then we like watched Encino Man, and then I said, "Polly Shore and Brendan Fraser, sexy." And then they just got Polly Shore, and then they just they just stared at me, and like it was awkward that I had said that. Yeah, that is very awkward. Polly Shore being sexy. I thought, by the way, growing up, that Polly Shore was definitely gay. I was like, really? this is a gay man. Yeah. He just read so gay to me. I was know? so into Polly Shore growing up. I was like, God, up. Hollywood is so awesome for taking a chance on an out actor. <laughs> <laughs> I was so like, I thought he was like the hottest, funniest. Ew. He's so mediocre. He was like the so hot were to a me. Great time to be a mediocre straight white male comedian. Yeah, I mean it's still a great time. No, it's be. always a great it's time. It's always a great time, but it was exceptionally like it was like yeah, the nineties were it was really like the mediocre kind straight white male gold to rush. white male mediocrity. Oh, for sure. Polly Shore was like my sexual icon. Did we talk about how Dane Cook's dating a nineteen-year-old? Speaking of straight white male, uh, can comedians. we talk about mediocre straight white men for a hot second? Because I never brought this up on the podcast, but like a month ago, I went with our friend Ryan to a comedy show. Not you. Not me. Went to a comedy show at the comedy store and he was like, come see this show. Like, it's going to be like me and my med school friends, like having a night out. And I was like, yeah, fun. And we go and it literally is the darkest lineup of the century. It was some old guy that made a lot of like me too jokes Ew. then it was oh actually the really funny guy who was in half-baked that played like the (laughs) kenny the one that goes to jail and he was actually hysterical he was funny then it was jeremy piven no who's just trying to like work out his foray Uh, into stand-up he was like i've done this four times he was terrible and awkward it was so awful and then dane cook who is truly bone chilling like i've never been more like traumatized and weirded i was just like these this is like a straight male and they all were making like me too jokes That's they were all like gross. shitting they were like, on me yeah, too. so like this movement it's such good fodder for my comedy no they were like it was like they none of them could like except the kenny the funny one was just like he was hysterical but everyone else was like truly it was like so gross i was like i need to take a 47 minute shower and like scrub this white male but also with jane cook it's truly lol because hollywood really tried to make him an a-list celebrity in like the early 2000s he was an a-list celebrity no he kind of wasn't babe because he got he got these roles but like his movies never made any money and it was literally like like they did they definitely did well then where'd he go what world are you living in his movies made money you're like he tried to he was an a-list celebrity uh I'm sorry, Employee of the Month with Jessica Simpson. Yeah, but he was in other movies that like made but money. But he fizzled out. You, well, he, yeah. Yeah, he fizzled out. And I'm sorry, you have to... And I'm to... sorry, his plastic surgery oh, is... Oh, forget it. But you have to fuck up so badly as like a straight white male comedian for like America... For like, you to be delivered to America and America's like, no. <laughs> like, like you have to be so bad for like to be rejected because you like... It's like that, that's the easy pass. Like to be a successful straight white male comedian is not hard. Yeah. Like... 
Well, it might be hard. Mm. In either case, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's a bloated mess. All he's of them are disgusting. bloated messes. And he's dating a 19-year-old. I yeah. I he was kind of, I heard gay rumors too. I'm sure. Yeah. There's a lot of like gay white guys that are like masquerading as straight in stand-up I mean, comedy. honestly, a 19-year-old beard, that's like, that's a great beard. Yeah. 19-year-olds don't know shit. It's like a Raquel. It's a Raquel. It's a Raquel. Yeah. It's just like... I could not believe, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that night of comedy. I was like, what is this? And then, oh, there were two, there was a gay couple that we were there with. Oh. And um, that gay were like. Or, or gay male? Yeah, like two gay guys mm. that were together. I don't, they might have just been friends or they were together, but it was like two gay guys in the group of people that we went with. Uh-huh. And all these comedians were like making gay jokes and like just like teasing the fuck out of them. Wait, are you kidding? No, it got like uncomfortable at certain points. Wait, that they were, is like, insane. That they, The comedy stores in West fucking Hollywood. I know, but babe, they came for... That's fucking embarrassing. Yeah, it was psychotic. I hate that. The whole night was just like, uh, I was like, I need to drink half a bottle of wine to like deal with this trauma sure and i was like then i'll never date again oh okay moving on <laughs> moving on i'm scared <laughs> ah! hey shh. what shh. oh look at it. it's like red <laughs> yeah what the fuck ryan you're Sorry. gonna blow people's eardrums off and everywhere making fun of john from the scream yesterday because <laughs> <laughs> jonathan Whenever Jonathan gets like flustered or surprised, oh. he doesn't just like. It's like he, Flanders in The Simpsons. Yeah, he's like, oh. he's like. He's ah. like. Like, okay, so listen. So we, <laughs> we obviously sleep together every night, <laughs> not to brag. <laughs> but um, when, like, he gets so startled when he's sleeping. The other day, I just sneezed. I like woke up and I sneezed, and he was like, I went, achoo. And he goes, ah! Like, he like. <laughs> He like, and I was like, he's like, intruder, intruder, intruder. I was like, no, honey, I just sneeze. Like, calm down. Jonathan's a babe oh. when it comes to getting scared. He gets startled. He gets startled so, really easily. So badly. I he know. dropped, like, something on the floor yesterday, and he was like, ah! I know it's true. You want a cutie. My little cutie. My little darling. People want justice. The readers want justice oh, for Jonathan. I said Jonathan. this on your bonus episode, but I ran into a, a fan of Babe yesterday. Oh, can yeah. I, I cross post this? Yeah, you can cross post. Um, for people that don't uh, read the Sex and the City bonus episode. Um, or sorry, Sex and the City. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lol. Sexy, unique podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we Okay, so I was like having like a weird like hungover afternoon moment yesterday just like lounging, like walking around the neighborhood with my friend Claire. And we saw an open house uh, on Laurel. And I love going to open houses. Love. And it was like a $3 million kind of like modern death box. I mean, it was good. It was just sort of like when you buy like in Beverly Grove, there's like nowhere to go. But that's also too expensive. It's like too you expensive. can get a house expensive. in Los Feliz for like yeah. 2 million. That's huge. It's not worth it because you go in there and it's a nice house. I say that as like, though, like class, like duh, but, but it's like, like, also I'm never buying a house. But it was a two bedroom house, which is crazy. A $3 million house with two bedrooms. Square How many home. square feet? I don't know. Anyway. But like the point is, is like we were there like living, laughing and loving. And then I always feel kind of weird because I'm like, Oh, do they know that I don't, I can't afford this. I'm sure they do. Whatever. And like, that's probably most of the people that go into open yeah, houses. That's true. And this guy here, like we're upstairs in the master bedroom and I hear this like pitter patter of footsteps and uh, 
he was like, hey, you like this? The real estate agent was like, hey, you like this house? And I was like, yeah. He goes, do you think it's a babe? And I was just like, oh, I was like, what? Like, why is he saying that? That's so weird. And he's like, I'm a big fan. Da, 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 like, love Aww. the podcast. I know. And I was like, what a little sweetie. I love I that. Like, Want to give me this house for $20? Yeah. <laughs> Can <laughs> I, I squat here? Can I get the fan discount? Yeah. Uh, but he was so sweet. I loved it. That's and darling. I love seeing babes out in the Shout wild. out to the babe real estate agent. Yeah, totally. Like, love and light. Little sweetie. Oh, little cutie. Live, laugh, love, babe. Yeah. And he, and he, 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 he uh, DM'd me afterwards and he was like, I wanted to uh, greet you with my darling, my darling, <laughs> my darling. And Jonathan was kind of trolled by that. He was like, my darling's for us. He that was, is for you guys. Like, I love saying my darling. My trainer and I say my darling together. I'll be like, he's like, you want to get the weights? My darling. <laughs> and he's like, okay. He's like, my darling. You did a good job, my darling. Oh, oh he, my trainer loves saying my darling. Love. I know. I'm sad. He's going away for two months to train Matt Affleck. That is sad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that is actually devastatingly sad. I know. I know. But I know. good luck with his projects. Yeah. And also chic for him. No, totally chic. Are you kidding? So um, what was I going to say? Oh, what? a merch update is that our merch is coming along. Oh yeah, we need to we need to look at that. There will be way. babe merch soon soonish. Yeah, but mm-hmm. we've like managed to come to like find a, an agreement and a yeah. common ground, and yeah. it's been a good exercise for us. It has, it has. I took a personality it's exorcism. <laughs> it's been an exorcism. <laughs> I took a personality test uh, that this week that did I just say Gemini, 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 Gemini. Because <laughs> <laughs> someone, a reader. Had, added me on twitter and was like what's your personality type and then i was like i'll take the what test oh okay yeah. like the Ian J- whatever oh, uh-huh, it is uh-huh, myers-briggs or whatever yeah and mm-hmm. so i took it but then i was really noticing about myself like when i was answering stuff with like working in groups with people that like yeah i'm really a babe when it comes to you are a babe. like i don't put the group first i definitely put myself well, your, your issue with the merch i think was that we have very different styles, but I would never... Very different. But I would not say that like, your style is wrong or my style is wrong. They're just No, different. I don't think that either. But I feel like your attitude in the in the beginning was that you didn't like my version, so my version was incorrect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, well, it's like if I... my Because my barometer for like everything that I've done in my life has been like, do I like this? Does it make me laugh? And then I, right. that's how I know it's good. And that's like served me for a long time. Right. But it also doesn't serve me in ways. And that's like my eyes are becoming open to the moments when that doesn't serve me. And that is when you're working on like a group project with someone else. You really have to like, it's not, I answer, it was just the personality I said this question that was like, when you're working in a group, is it more important for you to be right or for like things to go well in the group? And I was like, to be right. Yeah. Duh. And then I was like, oh, babe. Uh Yeah. So it's like a self babe awareness moment. But the good news is that our merch is going well yeah and i'm excited to share it yeah me too the first collection i'm excited to see if anyone will buy it same (laughs) it's a little scary (laughs) to be honest (laughs) i think the readers will like it yeah but let's see if they buy it it's like a different thing well i think by like it i mean i think they'll buy it all right we'll see (laughs) readers you better buy it my mortgage is on the line (laughs) (laughs) um Let's talk about Babe of the Week. Week. So Babe of the Week is uh, Anthony from Queer Eye. 
I've watched every single episode of Queer Eye. I love it. I cry almost every episode. Yeah. One thing I really can't get over. Well, there's two things. Let's talk about the one minor thing. The guy who does culture, who I, I'm not sure what his job is, but basically it's just been like therapist. I think that's his role. Like he just drives around in the truck with like the person that he's helping. Yeah. And he just like has like deep talks with him. Like that's. But- and he made the, he made that one guy that was like cl- still kind of closeted to his stepmother. Like yeah. he made him do like a ropes course, which yeah. I was like, how is this culture? Like, yeah, it's a lot of TBD stretches, but, um, I don't know, like so, like, and it, my favorite thing though is that when they show them working on the project, like they'll show like the guy who actually does things, like the design guy, like you know, like at the construction site, yeah, and then they'll show, uh, I don't know, Jonathan Vaness like doing hair stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. and then it will show to the culture guy, and he'll just be like talking on his cell phone, <laughs> literally, like he'll just be like, boo, 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 and you're like, what is that? Yeah, but, like it's like also like what does he do? Like TBD. But he's not your babe of the week. No, he's not. Anthony is. And I know that, like, you know, gay Twitter has exploded with Anthony. Um, I think... But Ant- you, we are an Anthony truther. I'm an Anthony truther, which is that he does not cook. He doesn't know how to cook. No. He does not know how to cook. He is someone who probably was, like, on a casting call. He's an instigator that sexy. they made... Yeah, they, he's an instigator that they made, like, hold a spatula and be like, abracadabra, you're Yeah, cool. they're like... like he, he taught him once to, like, make sangria, and he used the word macerated twice, and he said it like how a not smart person knows one big word, so they overuse it to show that they're smart. Mm-hmm. That's like he was like, well, you know, then you macerate the strawberries, and it was like, but, but see these strawberries, they're macerated. I'm like, honey, just because you use the word macerate doesn't mean you know how to do anything. He like melted cheese in a bowl and then cut up vegetables, he put, and he was like, yum. He put yogurt and guacamole, which, which is, is just psychotic. Sinful and psychotic. Yeah, that's actually insane. It's insane. He made hot dogs. <laughs> there was like I mean it's just insane he literally made hot dogs and it's like all it's dips it's all like fancy dips that he makes yeah but honey he's the dip yeah he's the dip so we are both we're Anthony, Anthony truthers, truthers yeah. and we need him to admit what we all know to be true which is which that is he's, a, not, a he's not a he's chef, chef. You're not, not a chef. You're not a chef. You're not a chef. You're a chef. You're, you're a cook. cook. You're a cook. cook. You're not he's a not chef. Even, he's not even a cook so no he's not a cook. You're not a chef. You're not a cook. Not a cook. Not a chef. Yeah. 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 Submit it. Submit it. My friend, Gwyneth. My friend, what you say about my friend, Gwyneth? Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> You're not a chef. <laughs> You're not a cook. Satchels yeah. of gold. Satchels of gold. Um, um, yeah, he, my babe of the week oh. is two babes. Oh, what is it? Lord and Jack Antonoff. Oh, right. We need to talk about that. Because they're doing a babe out thing that I they really, are. like, I love to watch, but I hate to watch because... Also, Lord is like 20, which is prime babe age. Oh, it's, it's That's when you're... prime babe age. You really reach your babe peaks yeah, at age 20. You really do. Yeah, early 20s is like, Ooh. when are you not babying? Yeah, exactly. So they're, like, after the rumors came out about, like, that there were rumblings of like, oh, maybe they're like together. Maybe they're Which not. Which were substantiated by her psychotic happy birthday message to him on Instagram. Yeah. Then Jack came out and he was like, for the record, I'm not dating oh, anyone. I'm not. Fuck this like, heteronormative bullshit. Yeah. I hate how he's like, he's a woke joke yeah. to me. He is a woke joke. He is. But then this week they he's were pictured in New Zealand, like basically having a love fest. Like she's throwing really? her arms she's around like, him. Yeah. They're like together. They're like live laughing and loving and like, in a relationship and then she got on some q a thing and then she was like for the last time we are just friends we are not dating and it's like you guys are both protesting By way way, too much you know what's happening and also it's gonna you're eventually gonna come out and be like you know we what's are, but they're though. just trying to get more attention no but you know what's happening is that jack is probably fucking her and being like you can't tell anyone 
Like, we're not a couple. Like, I'm sorry. I think that Jack is probably taking Lord for a fuckboy ride. And all I have to say is, honey, wear your seatbelt. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. She's going to keep on. Honey, you're going to wait for that. Well, she's obviously, like, no. obsessed with she's him. She's going to be waiting for that green light for a long time. And then he looks like an asshole for g- going down this road because he literally, like, would not no, be he's anyone. An he, like, he's, what, he, he, like, like wouldn't 32? exist if it weren't for Lena Dunham. No, I know. I'm but, sorry, but he, that's 32? true. Is he, like, and you're dating a 20-year-old? He's, like, that is like, also, if you're 32 and you're dating a 20-year-old, that's prime fuckboy because when you're 20, you fall for all the fuckboy antics. You're so, like, you're so, like, susceptible to yeah. like garbage and so when you're 32 you can just be your full garbage self and not be challenged but i think that eventually they are going to both come out and be like we are dating and it's just annoying because it's like why not just be it's like stupid. real about it or yeah. like go off the radar completely like don't just like it's like and you know they kind of love the attention and love like oh, for sure. anytime that you're being like i'm not doing that is like you love it and you oh, love totally. saying you're not doing it heteronormative bullshit it's like shut up so they're two babes bozo two babes and a babe peas and a babe pod pod. yeah a babe pod let's read some reader mail (laughs) reader mail reader mail reader mail (laughs) let's all read some reader mail hi ryan and lara i'm reaching out to show you the terrifying email my sociopath of an ex sent me on valentine's day after i blocked his number a couple months ago he is truly a burning pile of trash and a total babe. And while this email seemed to be some sort of bizarre attempt at manipulation, it actually just resulted in an eye roll followed by a lol. Anyways, for your reading pleasure, here it is. Happy Valentine's Day, Betty. One fun memory that I have is farting in front of you for the first time last year. I think I was butt naked when I did it, as were you. You quickly said, didn't know we were there yet, but solid, and laughed. That's something that has always been excellent about you, your ability to go with it and laugh at extremism. I hope you keep that trait forever. That email? Yeah, that's a weird thing to say. Having your ex reach out to you and be like, I loved when I farted in front of you and you just laughed and I love that you love extremism. Extremism. First of all, it's not... Yeah, that's not an extremist. The extremist thing that you did was write this email. Right. And like farting... your extremism. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm truly like... And I'm like, I truly believe in like a no fart policy in a relationship. Uh, that's stupid and unrealistic. And I hate that. Why? I fart constantly in front of Jonathan. I don't care. I don't care. Who cares? I'm so tired of it. Like, just let it all hang out. Who cares? Uh, I care. You did not start off dating him, farting in front of him. No, but now we are because we've been together for three years. Who cares? I'm not into holding in farts, emotional or otherwise. But I just think I don't love like... I mean, maybe once in a while is a law, but I'm just also not a farter. I think it's more about like gender, TBH. I yeah. think that, like, a woman can't fart. Like, a woman has never farted. I mean, I know, like, straight friends of mine who are in relationships that, like, fart in front of each other. But yeah. I was also traumatized at a young age with a fart that I wish I could take back that I feel, like, affected, like, a what friendship. Happened? I went... <laughs> what? I went... So, it was, like, in grade school... And this, like, really popular girl named Elaine invited me over to her house to spend the night. And I was, like, so excited because she was popular. And I was, like, oh, my God, this is my in. Like, we're doing it. We're going to be friends. Like, this is amazing. And I went over to her house to spend the night. And we spent spent the night. And then the next day, woke up. And it was weird because I was, like, still, like, little. Like, not – I was still, like, not – clear on sleeping in like i'd never slept in before and so i was like woke up at like 8 a.m ready to like rock and roll but she was just sleeping 
And so then she just slept and slept oh, for like three that. more hours. I and I was like, that. God, I hate that when you're like, what I was am like, I is do? she ever going to wake up? And I kind of tried to be like, mm. like, but then it was not happening. I hate that. Oh my so God. then finally we got, got up at 11 and then we were playing a board game together and like, just like playing. And like, I was, my mom was going to pick me up in like an hour or something. And we played and then I farted and then we just looked at each other and I knew in that moment that she would never invite me over to her house again. And she really? never did. Oh no. And that fart, to, uh, that fart reverberated. And I, tr- I was forever traumatized by that. I was like, I farted this friendship away. <laughs> oh no. Well, if that's what it took, then it wasn't worth having anyway. Okay. I know. But I was just like, okay. I fully okay. was like, we're not going to be friends because of this fart. Well, fuck. I would just go and fart on her again. No. <laughs> All these years later, you fly to wherever she lives. I wonder if she remembers. Like justice. I You're wonder like, if she remembers the fart. I would be intrigued to know. And I would also be intrigued to know if that if I got if I was the one that like mentally made it so that we're not friends again, like if mm-hmm. I just thought like perpetuated that lie to myself and like mm-hmm. she doesn't even remember and doesn't care and she was like, "Wow, Lara never want, was friends with me again." Like or if I'm the one, like I would I want to know. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you have a lot to work with. I have a lot to unpack. <laughs> I have a fart that haunted me. Um, I was 24, mm-hmm. and or 25, 24 maybe. And I I had been getting sent these pilots uh, to watch because of whatever. So I got, I got the girls' pilot before it aired, mm-hmm. which actually was really interesting because watching that pilot before any of the think pieces, it's like you kind of just get to enjoy it as a piece of entertainment. Yeah. Rather than like whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I invited my friend Caitlin over and my friend Mark. And we were all sitting on my couch. And one of them said something funny. And I laughed and I farted. And mm-hmm. it was like, like, like I was not close with Mark. I, this was like, this was, it was just not okay. And I felt so fucking bad. And I still think about it. Honestly. Yeah. Whenever like an I, accidental I, fart happens with someone that you don't know, it's like truly no, traumatic. It's traumatizing. And I, I, met, I remember I met up with, fucking market like the shot to marmont like a few months ago and all i could think of was like oh my god i farted on my couch next to you on oh my god i hate that and like it just will always troll me okay i'm with you like i think if you're in a relationship for a long time and a yeah. fart happens it's like whatever but i'm not gonna be like going out of my way to like fart just like egregiously in front of like my partner but like so i dated this guy like for a couple months last year and it was like a long distance thing and so we would like meet up and like go like have like little vacations and stuff together to like hang out and we really like right off the bat when we just started dating we went on this camping trip and he was like farting the entire time what are you talking about he like like it was like he was just like farting tons openly openly farting like openly like we were staying in an rv so we had like very close quarters and it's like we're sleeping in the RV and then like going out hiking during the day, cooking food at night and then sleeping in the RV. He'd like wake up and fart. And then like, no, yes. Like, would you say anything? I was just traumatized. I didn't know what to do because I I was like, a, I didn't know him well enough to know like what his lol meter was on like, if he, if I can be like, can you please not do that? Also, it's like he put together this vacation and like rented the RV. So I don't want to be like a bitch and be like, can you not fart in the RV? But also like, don't fart. That's a bold move. So he kept farting and kept farting. We're camping for like three days and he's just like farting. And it's truly like gross. It's truly grossing me out. I'm like, 
I I first don't understand. I'm like, does this person not like me? Is that why right. they're farting in front of me? Because like that would be something I would do to someone right. that I didn't of like. That's that a much. sign. Yeah. yeah, and like at one point he was like leaning down to like make a fire and then farted, and I was like, oh my god! And then he looked me in the eye and farted again, and I was like, I don't know. Like I don't. I was just like at a loss. So the whole trip goes by and he's like farting it up and I'm truly just like bone chilled and I don't, I don't know what to do. And then at the end of the trip, I was like, we're sitting in the fire. We'd like just eaten dinner. And I was like, so like, tell me what was your like highlight of the trip? And like, what was your low light? And he's like, well, the highlight was like hiking up to this like hot spring, whatever. And he's like, the low light was like how much I farted in front of you. And I was like, what like you actually are like you're embarrassed by that and he's like well yeah and I was like well why did you keep doing yeah, like you- why did you do it you did it like 40 times yeah. like you look you made eye contact with me yeah and then farted while our eyes were locked looking at each other <laughs> like yeah you was, sure didn't what seem- was his excuse he was like I thought you didn't hear them no <laughs> yes. wait are you kidding me? It's like I thought I kept it hidden. I was uh, like, no, you literally would stand up wait, and fart first thing in the morning. That's actually very bizarre. You know when a fart is hidden or not. It either makes a sound or it doesn't. It's either silent or not silent. Yeah. There, there's two genres of farts. And for him to have farts He that thought are not, that I he thought he was hiding it. That is And I was like That's psychotic. I would have known then that it would have been Well okay. that I was like I was uh, like, that is psychotic. Yeah. That's crazy. I was like, A, you did not hide it ever. And B, like if you need to do what you need to do, like just walk 10 to 15 feet away from me and then do it. Like, I don't like, I don't understand holding in farts though, man. It's the worst. Well then go walk away and fart somewhere. Yeah. Like, I just don't (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. like handle your business. Like by all means, like fart, but don't like, don't, lock eye contact no, it's that's bizarre that's insane yeah that's bizarre. and i understand like one slipping through like we've all been there clearly but like a truly like it was so much farting i was just like he's trying to send me a message right now bottoms don't have like the luxury to like conceal a fart sometimes like sometimes you just i mean i'm sorry like we are getting fucked in the ass like Stuff is happening. Like, you can't... When I think of, like, gay guys and, like, somehow... Some some of them and how manicured they are and how, like, fussy. And I'm like, you eat asshole for a living. Like, like come on. I have dinner at 8.45 tonight. That's such a Ugh. weird time to have it. I know. I'm going to be so hungry. <laughs> what? Here's a good one. What? Anna writes us, Hi, Lara and Ryan. I had a major babe moment this morning when I was listening to your podcast on my way to work. When you started talking about showers and Lara described the one from the hotel, which sounded like a palace of cleanliness that I would literally live in, I suddenly decided that I absolutely needed to, that very moment, call my boss and tell him I was in the hospital before turning the car around, going back home to take the world's longest shower. <laughs> Love the podcast. What? You guys are truly lull abiding citizens, XOX. No. <laughs> Wait, I'm obsessed. I'm I obsessed love that we're inspiring that. people to just call into work and say, but also that's so in, the hospital. I'm in the hospital, honey. You could have dialed that back a little bit. Well, I mean, you sometimes you ought to make it known. I love it. I hope. I hope it was worth it. I hope that shower was amazing. I hope it was amazing. I think it probably was. It was incredible. Yeah. You know what is a it's really good like excuse? Shower, you get one of these excuses per job that you ever have. But your here's a life hack from me to you: is just tell whoever that you have diarrhea 
Oh, yeah. And then they can't argue with that. And it's like an embarrassing enough admission that it's like you're You've confiding. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You won't fart in front of someone, but you'll say that you have diarrhea. Yeah, if it's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where your lines are drawn. I, I, I get confused. What? If I have to make a fake diarrhea story okay. to get out of Fair something, yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay. I'll take the hit. All right. Anyways. <laughs> oh, here's... We actually have a really good email, too. Okay. Um, this is from a reader who wants to remain anonymous. And the subject is Sephora follow-up. Oh, wow. Hey, babes. Part-time Sephora employee here who oh. also cries daily at the price tags of the skincare game. Sephora does not resell products that are returned when used. We damage them out. Our official policy is that we can't accept something back more than 50% used, but a manager can override that. Of course, I cannot officially support the skincare return scam this fellow babe is running on my employer. I have to say, this babe is not fooling anyone. It's evident when someone is running a return scam, but TBH, there's nothing we can do about it because of the policy. Godspeed. Wow. I love a legal... I love a loophole. I love a loophole. Wow. So... I love also that it's not no one's being fooled and I it's know. like a complicit scam on yep. both companies. Like no one, you can't yeah. do anything. That's that's so chill. I love, I love it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Also, shout out to Kate, a reader and a friend from childhood who sent me a ton of products. Oh, I wanted to have some of that. No, why didn't I get it? Because you it came to my house. I know because I was out. You of town. stole my house because I was out of town <laughs> and I needed it to come somewhere. It's Natura Bisse. It's, it's the same stuff that John Mayer uses. It's for me, too. It's you're me, so, making me feel really flawless. You're such bullshit. That is for me, too. I'm not going to get it You stole my skin. I did steal it. That is fucked up. Babe, I need it. Well, I want it, too. Maybe I'll let is you there try. Is there a mask? There is. Oh, let's do the mask. Okay. You dangled a Hanukkah moment in front of me and then took it away. You dangled a La Mer moment in front of me and took it away. So now I'm taking the Natura Bisse. And these, it's mine now. These skincare wars are getting so ruthless. They are ruthless. I fucking hate it. Do you, I love it. I'm kind of over it. <laughs> I, I, you have like your whole regimen. I know. asked you. you know and what? I don't. And you I know don't. that I got Shawnee Dart and retinol. Oh, you did? Is it good? I haven't used it yet because I'm scared. Uh, babe, just use it once a week. Just sitting there. I want some. No. Fine. Then no Natura Bisse for you. Fine. <laughs> and it's solved. We cracked the case. We cracked the case. Yeah. So what do we leave our readers with? Words of wisdom. Oh, I don't know. Words of babedom. Words of babedom. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Keep your weight gain to your damn self. Yeah. Keep your weight gain. Talking about your weight gain is a major babe. It's a major babe, comma. I don't want to hear that. Today I was in an Uber and... The girl goes, so what's your day looking like today? And I wanted to roll out the car. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to have a parachute. You hit the eject button. You're like, like, out the back. What's your day looking like today? I was. What did you say? I was like, I don't know. I didn't want to say the reality, which is that I'm recording a podcast. And then, I don't know, I'm going to dinner. All right. Write us emails. Um, babepodcast at gmail.com do they know about the facebook group or is that private i don't know we don't run it so it's not it's like an unofficial i did join no they should join oh yeah join it it's a place where all the babes connect with each other live laugh love babe live laugh love babe and then 
Follow us on Instagram at Babe Podcast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, we're gone. We gotta go. Bye-bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.